Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dan Kelly is the president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. We've been talking to Dan for a number of weeks now about the, the fate of small business in Canada, and we've um, Dan has explained to us uh, a very concerning reality with many thousands of businesses not sure at all that they're going to survive. Uh, 3%, which equates to 30,000 businesses across this country, saying, uh, telling the CFIB a number of weeks ago that if uh, the lockdowns continued until the end of May, <clears throat> excuse me, they were done. They were going to close their doors forever. And more than 60% weren't sure. Well, we're about less than two weeks from the end of May. Um... So, so Dan Kelly is, uh, is with us on the program. This is Brian Edwards. Brian is the owner of Rocklands Entertainment. It's a talent and management company in Peterborough, Ontario. And uh, booking musicians for concerts. And uh, I know Brian's very concerned about his business survival as the live music entertainment industry may remain shut down for a long period of time. And uh, Mr. Edwards has been in business for some 40 years. I'm just going by the website. Brian, it's good to have you with us. How are you? Well, I'm doing great, thanks, Roy. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for uh, for asking me to be part of this. It's uh, it's more than an honor to have a chance to chat here. Well, it's important that we hear from you, Brian, because you know you're the you're the nuts and bolts of the Canadian economy. You're the entrepreneur. Every enterprise starts with an entrepreneurial effort. Everyone doesn't matter whether we're talking about Microsoft, Bill Gates, and his buddies in college started with a nucleus of an idea, and look at them today. It it it's just, it all starts the same way. And, 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 and small business is the employment underpinning of the Canadian economy. As Mr. Kelly's told us many times, about 60% of the Canadian jobs are created by small business. Dan, good to have you back with us as always. Happy to be with you. Uh, let me ask you first, Dan, what's the reality with the, uh, with the rent, um, support program? I, again, almost daily, I see there are concerns, there are worries on behalf of the small business owners. Yeah, look, the uh there there has been some progress this week. It was good news. We we received it well that the government uh, it did not announce that they were going to extend the wage subsidy. Uh they're going to extend it out to the end of August. That's going to be a big help to a lot of companies in covering their wage bills because, you know, and and we know this from just looking around our our local streets most of the businesses remain shut down or or largely shut down and as a result the the expiry of that program on june the 6th was going to be a big big hassle the the rent subsidy though unfortunately is just not working at all uh it was to cover uh, up to fifty thousand dollars of rent on a monthly basis uh for a small company uh you'd get seventy five percent of your rent covered if you had losses of seventy percent or more um, so, so significant relief. Uh, so, and it sounded good on the surface, but but the program needed to be delivered by landlords, and landlords, of course, would then have to apply for a loan to CMHC, and then that would give them subsidy money that they could then reduce the rent. There were so many parties involved: the federal government, the provincial government, the landlord, until the money got to the tenant. And what we've been hearing from most landlords is that they have no intention of using this program, and therefore. The, the businesses at the end of the food chain that qualify for the subsidy will actually not get it because their landlord has chosen not to participate. And, and we've been suggesting some alternatives to Ottawa. Unfortunately, so far, that hasn't happened. 
So for the businesses that need it and the landlord's not going to apply, that program is useless. It is. There, look, there are some landlords that have decided to take this up. I mean, to be fair to the landlords, there's been no detail as to how this is actually going to work. The no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not attacking the landlords then. No, no, I get it. I get it. But, but most of them have said no. They're going to take a pass on this program and that's a yeah. real shame. So that the tenant is going to get zero. Well, if you're going to help somebody, help the person who needs it, and that would be the business uh, owner and the tenant. Uh, Brian, what's the reality for you? Uh, was I correct in how I described your business? Pretty much, yeah. We've, uh, you know, we go across Canada and through the United States, taking various entertainers, and we act more of these days as a promoter than anything, which is primarily what makes this industry tick. Quite, believe it or not, it's kind of it's a funny thing. I. I did a, a call across Canada today, the last few days, especially talking to different venues. And, you know, five of them I spoke to right off the bat said, we can't last without you because you keep us, not just me specifically, but promoters in general, because we don't present programming in our place. And, and without the promoter, we don't have anything. And right. one particularly in, uh, you know, Eastern Ontario, she called me up. I've known her for 40 years. She says, you know, there's no way this... Uh, this huge subsidy we get from the municipality is going to carry on. And I've told them for years and years and years, the promoter is the backbone of our business. And now we need you more than ever. So, you know, it's, it's really, it's an interesting thing because there's no end in sight to when you're going to allow anybody sitting beside each other. As soon as somebody starts to sneeze or cough at one of these concerts, it's lights out. They'll go right out of their mind, you know? So there's, there's a long road ahead and we need to be, you know, we need to be thought of in all this food chain. You know, I see this money being dished out and this $500 million they set aside and look to where it went and all this other stuff. And I get thinking, well, just hang on a minute here. You, you, can, you can support McDonald's, but don't forget the beef farmer, too, because we're the beef farmer. We got, yeah. a, we got the meat here. So yeah. you, that's, the, that's, that's the problem as, as I see it. You know, for us to continue on in this business, go back and invest our own personal money, not government money, but personal money back into this thing and say, let's try this all again. That was a lot of fun to be shut down. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. You've been in business for 40 years. Yes, sir. Yes, 40 years. Yep. And it started as an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial effort, and it still is. And and when I'm on your website, I see uh, great uh, endorsements for you from some legendary artists, particularly country artists who I think very, very highly of you. So you still have the stable of artists available to you to promote, but you've got nowhere to put them. It's all like all dressed up and no place to go. <laughs> so how much, I, I, how much trouble, how much trouble is on your horizon, Brian? Oh, it's, you can't see the top of the mountain. That's how much trouble it is because the problem becomes, um, there's about seven different things that have to start happening in this thing. And first of all, safety, that's number one. Um, the second thing is, is that we've got to get the consumer and that's probably just tied with number one. We've got to get their confidence to go back in mm -hmm. to sit in any kind of venue and feel safe. And now but if you don't have that, if, 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 if that. you don't have that, if things don't change, are you going to lose your business? Well, I won't lose it. I'll just, I just won't do it. I mean, for me to stay into it and, and go back and do it, we've mm -hmm. got to be counted as some of these other people as well. I mean, I've never asked for a government nickel in my life and don't even know how to go about it properly because we've never done that. We were considered never ever to qualify because we were the ones that did it right and we were in, in an enterprise that know how to do it. And because that, 
we were never ever considered. So now when we go back to try to get considered, it's like, well, where were you the last time? Let's give it to the same people we helped before because that makes sense. But nobody knew really who kept these places going in the first place. They get the government subsidy and we come yeah. in and rent the facilities and keep the places going. All those staff and stagehands and stuff in those venues are certainly not paid for by the venue. They're paid for by the promoter. We pay all that stuff. So, you know, some of these venues are twelve, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a night to rent. And a lot of that is staff and benefits and Canada Pension and UIC and you name it. And and the promoter picks all that cost up. So for me to get back into this thing full tilt, I haven't got out of it, but for me to get in there and say, You've got my confidence back, then I'm gonna to have to be part of that organization that gets included with all this sort of stuff that we want you to be part of it. Okay. So you 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 help the economy. You help the economy of the communities where you actually uh, promoted concerts, where you, you rented the facility, you brought in the performer, you hired the people who were necessary to be hired for the night of the performance or however many performances there were. You took care of all of that. You paid for all of that. You didn't ask anybody for any help. You didn't ask the government to provide you any assistance. And and then when, when the time comes, it's shattering time like now, and you need some assistance, they say, well, we don't know you. You, we've never, you've never been talked to us before, so we don't know you, but so, so we're not going to give you anything. This is, this is so obtuse. It, it just, it defies description. Brian, please hold on. Dan Kelly, hold on. We're going to come back and we'll talk more with Dan and Brian. But the whole issue here is about the small business community in this country that is in really serious difficulty. Yeah, these programs might be extended by a few weeks, but in the long run, what is really truly waiting? for the small business operator in Canada. Dan, when we, uh, when you and I have talked over the last number of weeks, each week we've talked about the challenges that are being faced by the small business community um, and, the, and the numbers of people who have said that we may not survive or we're not going to survive if these lockdowns continue for another two, three weeks. What's the reality as far as those numbers and that sense of confidence or lack of confidence is concerned in the small business sector? We're getting some some new data. We do a weekend poll every week, uh, and and there are few more businesses now that feel like they may be able to make it. There's a couple of things that have that have gone on that has allowed that to happen. One is some of the support programs are beginning to kick in. Uh, the money for the wage subsidy, for example, has has started to go out. So there's tens of thousands of businesses that now have a few dollars that that they didn't have to pay some of the bills if they've been able to maintain their staff. And second, several provinces are starting to announce rounds of reopening of businesses. Uh, and that's certainly good news. Now we have about 30% of small businesses that are fully open. That was only 20% a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, and now 22% are fully closed, another half of businesses partially closed. So the share of businesses that are starting to either have some facility, some ability to open or are now fully open is starting to bounce back a bit, and we've seen this in several several Western provinces, and of course Ontario is going to have uh, as of Monday, uh, Tuesday, sorry, uh, another round of businesses, including some retail, that will reopen. So that's given a bit of optimism, but you know, for every business like that that is allowed to reopen, I I think of the businesses, especially in services and and recreational and and the arts, uh, that that are just you know, that don't really have any roadmap as to when they're going to be able to, to reopen on a practical basis. Which would be Brian. And, and you think about gyms and yeah. and uh, entertainment of any kind, yeah. kids climbing walls. Gosh, these, these people are going to be shut down for some time. 
Brian, do you have any sense of uh, when you would be able to, uh, to start operating again? Well, one of the provinces that kind of kicked in, because we go coast to coast, it's rather unique because I can communicate all across the country. So I'm in all across the country all, all the time. One of the provinces that stepped up to the plate right off the bat was New Brunswick. They made it very clear. They're closed down. No concerts until the uh, the end of December period. Now, they were there until January the 1st, uh, 2021. They, they didn't have any cases at that point. So that kind of tells you something. The following day, I got a letter from the venue down there that tells me they don't want to book anything in there until November or December of 2021. So that kind of painted the picture there. So the rest of the country's got to catch up to that reality. And once they do, even then, who really knows? I mean, it's, 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 it's such a, I mean, they're talking about 18 to 20% capacity in some of these venues, which in some of the smaller ones will mean less than 100 people. Yeah. Now, I don't have a problem with that because... I have a problem with it, obviously, because I'd like to have 700 people in there. But being going for so long as I have, I've done shows for 100 people. Sometimes I haven't been really proud of it, but we've done it, and we managed to survive. So they're going to need a lot of tweaking and a lot of help to bring them. Because everybody now, we're all at the same value. Every every artist and every venue now has the same worth, and that worth is zero. Because there's nothing going on. We've all got to start from the ground floor and work our way back up, and it's going to take. What about uh, Brian? What What about the uh, the 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 people that you would work with or you sub subcontract with? Um, does, does that happen? Are there small businesses that you would uh, employ indirectly uh, for or or directly for a specific uh, gig engagement? Uh, and they're 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 sitting they're sitting idle as well with without the without the the experience that you might have. Oh, there's sound companies, there's stagehand people, there's technicians. You, I mean, the list could go, we could be on here for, for weeks, the people that are involved, rental car companies, airlines, newspapers for advertising, radio stations. So it's, 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 I mean, in my case alone, this is a $2.5 million turnaround, believe it or not. And, 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 I, and I hadn't even really got started this year yet. That's, that's how bad it is. And I'm a one-person pony show in Peterborough, Ontario. So, I mean, think about that. I mean, the guy from Cirque du Soleil dropped nine hundred million in a month. Nine hundred million—that's staggering. It's just—it's staggering. And, staggering. And there's no there's no way back. I mean, I read some of this stuff in the U.S. where they're where they're going to get going and all that sort of stuff, and it's not going to happen. It can't because I mean, here's the problem: the seating of people is one thing. Have you seen the size of the lobbies in some of these theaters? They feel yeah. like if they hold twenty people, let alone. I, I have. I have about two minutes. Uh, I'll just have to ask Dan a question. Do you have a sense, Dan, that the federal government, because they're taking lead on all of this, do you have a sense that they actually have a plan, that they know what they're doing? Because, or are they just, you know, trying to plug the dike where as much as possible, here's another bit of a hole in the dike. Let's plug that. Let's plug that. But there's no construction plan to actually fix the whole thing or, or, or do what's necessary big picture. Or do you have a sense they know what they're doing? No, but look, to be fair, uh, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time talking to politicians at all levels. Everybody's dealing with something that is, it, it is really, really unique that we haven't faced before. So to be fair to them, they're scrambling like all of us. What I sense, though, Roy, in the last couple of days is that uh, both provincial governments and even the federal government is now starting to turn their focus to reopening recognizing that we're not going to have a vaccine for six months or a year, and there isn't enough money in the country or the world to keep everybody and everything shut down the way that we have. The whole okay. theory of, 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 of the flattening the curve was that you do it for a few weeks, 
and right. then you I start to, to then you start to trickle back. But but unfortunately, that few weeks has now turned into several months. Dan, I have to stop you. I thank you. Thank you for joining us today and every week. Really appreciate it, Brian. Good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anytime. All the best to you guys. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.